And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Dock. Now, my name's Chris Neff, and I'm joined, as always, by my uh, good friend, uh, who's been absent uh, and ill because he came down with the 19. He's back in action. You guys know him. You love him. It's Dave Sarah. How are you, buddy? Hello. Um, you all healed up? Yeah. Longest- Don't know what to do. This person is you. All healed up. <laughs> Don't know what to do. <laughs> I hate that band. I know, me too. Uh, I, mean, my, I don't mind 311. They're all right. I, I can't stand them. And one of my closest friends is the biggest 311 fan of all time. Yeah. Uh, cool. But we apologize uh, that you uh, we've been gone, I think, since January, what? It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. Yeah. And Cali Rip's streak is officially oh, toast. Oh, shucks. Cal would have gone out there, Cal, with his diapers on. Yeah, that was. You get COVID nineteen, and we can't. We can't work. Yeah, this is like nine eleven. Yeah, it's like nine eleven happening. Right. Can't play. Uh, well, we're glad. No ball. We're glad you're healthy. We're glad you're back in action. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave, do you have yeah. any idea uh, why I tease the show with the devil voice? No. I don't have any idea at well, all. Well, I want actually. you to think about it while Does you tell. Does the devil have something to do with it? I want you to think about it while you tell our listeners what Down on the Docks is all about. Down on the Docks is a weekly podcast where Chris Neff, a comedian, I use air quotes. It's <laughs> <laughs> cute, Baba. <Yeah. laughs> I'm not the one that just quit. You're not the one that's retired. <laughs> all right, keep going. <clears throat> Chris Neff watches documentaries, and then he uh, explains them to me. And uh, that's because I don't really watch documentaries, nor do I like them. And what is and the goal of me? The goal is you to this? get me to watch one of these uh-huh. stupid things. And have you ever watched one? I have dude? never. Have not. You have. Uh, You've come have close. Yet. I've come close to. I still might watch Valley Uprising. That's okay. the that's the number one contender. You've been right saying there. that but for about getting, three months. But we're, we're getting further and further away from it. It's yeah, starting I, to just it, fade. Yeah, I think what you'll probably do is just re-listen to the podcast and be like i don't need to watch it if you're actually interested fade away into the horizon like the sun um dave what does this podcast run on fucking the tears of our enemies that's correct so if you are an enemy please add us leave a (laughs) five-star review tell us how much you hate us it does help if you leave a review on apple Podcasts or spotify uh, uh, a review on spotify and of course if you want to follow us on twitter we are at down on the docks yep and on down on on the docks pod on instagram Instagram. that's good job and i want to give a shout out to uh b in the discord thank you for um linking the new episode links and then, of course, if you need to shoot us an email, we're always around at downonthedocks yeah. at gmail.com. Yep. Well, Dave, yes. the reason I decided to use this particular voice is because today's episode... Are you anonymous? ...is entitled, Hell Satan. Ah, wonderful. Now, it's important to note that the title, Hail Satan, isn't just Hail Satan. There's a question mark at the end of it. Uh, so it'd be more hell like this. Hail Satan? <laughs> hail Satan? 
Okay. That's very important that you distinguish that. Okay. Now, it is... It's been distinguished. It's it's, uh, came out in 2019. I just watched this on uh, Max, HBO, whatever they're calling themselves now. Skinamax. Directed by Penny Lane. Don't know who that is. Well, have you ever heard of the Beatles? I've been to Penny Lane a bunch of times. Okay. You know who Penny Lane is, right? No. You've never heard the song Penny Lane by the Beatles? Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club How Band, track go? five. I'm sure you're going to sing it for me. Here we go. Penny Lane. <laughs> Penny Lane. Penny Lane. Nope. Uh, I think that's where the song where Paul says something about fingering uh, fish pies. And everybody cool. was just like. Uh, 14-year-old fish pies? <laughs> they were just like, whoa, did he just sneak in? Uh, uh, <laughs> a a vagina reference? A, a, a vagina? A vagina? <laughs> They just snuck in a vagine. For a fish and finger pie. Da, 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 da. For I can't a finger remember. and a fish pie. Yeah. So that's one of those things. People like know. kids were singing along and they never knew Paul was just talking <laughs> yeah. about. It's like you know, Puff the Magic yes, Dragon. Exactly. Lives by the sea. We all sing that one. And frolics, frolics in the, the autumnist in a land called, called Honolulu. Did I ever tell you, Dave, I used to be in a singing group called the Washington Singers? Oh, boy. Yep, it was an elementary school, and oh, uh, we okay. sang Puff the Magic Dragon. That yeah. was one of our hits. Nice. Uh, along- yeah, I bet it was a hit. <laughs> hey! <laughs> along- I never lost it. Uh, along with... Uh, Still got it. Uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water. We covered that Bridge one. Bridge Over Troubled Water. And, of course, water. we covered We Are the World, which is a little teaser, <laughs> oh, okay, fuck. for an episode that is forthcoming. But, uh, guys... Uh, let's get into this, shall we? Let's get into it, baby. Okay, we open up in Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee. In January of 2000. Never went down to Tallahassee. <laughs> January 2013. Now, we see an unknown male, okay? His face is pixelated, it's distorted, and he's talking on the phone, and he's talking to like one of those talking trees, you know, the automated phone trees. And uh, you hear him, and he's like, Hi, I was wondering uh, who I could speak to regarding an upcoming local news event. Um, if you'd like to hear ours, please press one. <laughs> I'm calling from Big News Publicity, and there's a rally that's taking place tomorrow at the state capitol by the Satanic Temple. Satanic Temple. Yeah, uh-huh. And then he gets a hold of somebody, and they pick up, and they're like, Satanic Temple? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, with an S like in Sam? And he's like, yep, that's it. And then he's like... No, he meant this... <laughs> <laughs> do it bro get it out the, the fatanic temple i don't know what he's trying to say the s what's the f <laughs> like in sam well he hangs up the phone excited and he's like that was an abc affiliate so oh my god next we see a man and he's wearing uh horns that are like strapped onto his head sure and they're those kind of yeah. squiggly horns yeah you know the round ones that the just fun kinda, ones yeah <laughs> He's got. He's wearing a black hooded cloak. Yeah, and you see him walking. The, the fun ones. You see him walking up a staircase in yeah. the background. Yeah. And then we we're in a house, right? Yeah. And we've got people, and they're making signs in the background that say "I heart Satan." Yeah. You know? The fun ones. All right. All right and all then right. all of a sudden, you see a costume that walks by, and it's a Grim Reaper. Okay. Cool. cool. Party time. We hear, we're, we must be in October. Awesome. I you know no uh, we're, no we're in May yeah <laughs> oh shit so another unknown uh, male now he's got uh, a black hooded cloak and he's got thin black painted horns oh and he's practicing well look okay. you have to wear the black f- f- black hooded cloak and you have to wear a set of horns <laughs> what kind of horns you wear is up to you 
Well, he's getting dressed and he's got his cape and then he opens his cape up and Ooh. as he does, Ooh. you see this flash like fire Ooh, flash. Oh, sick. He's got something under there. Yeah, he's got something under his cape. It's a little trick. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the guy goes, hey, that's pretty good. Can you do it again? <laughs> and he goes, oops. <laughs> he goes like this. Hell Satan. Whoosh. And then the fire thing doesn't go off. And he's like, huh. damn it. <laughs> so, so this little fire thing was very impressive the first time. The second time, it did not work. All right. Now, we see next, we're outside a Capitol building in Florida, and more of these people. Baphomet? No, we're going to get to Baphomet, bro. Very good. <laughs> we see a group of people, and they're all wearing these black robes. But the leader, remember? He's the one with the horn heads. Yeah. But it's weird, man. It's like he's got a bald head, ah. but the horns are going out, and right. the strap goes around his head. So you can't really see. It's not the... a great costume. Oh. Okay? What do you mean? Okay. Well, it's like the horns it's are strapped cheap. to his... Yeah, it's not like he did a full Rick Baker mask. He didn't get, he didn't get on... That's because they're ceremonial. They're not like... They're, they're purposeful. What do you think they're about ready they're not to like, ceremonialize? No, I'm just saying... Because you're right. They, they are. No, I'm just saying they're, they're not... They're... they're, they're, they're uh, practical. Okay. Well, they're, They stay on the head. Back to the the capital. They need to this is the capital. January sixth. Uh, Got it. <laughs> the Tallahassee oh, court right steps. On, yeah. And a reporter comes up to him and goes, "What are you doing here, man?" And he's like, um, "We're here to spread a message of goodwill, <laughs> benevolence, and open mindedness and free expression." Yeah. Come to the Saint Church. And he's like, "What is your name?" You guys don't know what Saint's all about. Uh -huh. Come on, guys. And the guy goes, "That's not important." Um, next, we see him at the top of the steps, and he says, "It's a beautiful day here at the state capitol." Great to be a Satanist. My name just so happens to be Cuntlicker, but it's not important. <laughs> We're going to get to their names. Their names are great. Uh, great day to be a Satanist. Great uh -huh. day to be a human being. Uh -huh. And we'd like to honor Governor Rick Scott. Hail Satan, yeah, Rick. Rick. Hell yeah. Rick, Rick Scott, baby. Hell Satan for I providing Rick. us yep, the opportunity to make the Satanic Clause <laughs> clear. Hey, it's a tough look. <laughs> and make our presence known. <laughs> tough look when the... When the Satanists are hailing you. Yeah, not a great Tough book. look. Um, and then somebody off screen says, you're going to hell. And he's he, like, yes, thank he's you. Like, yeah. yeah, and I'm thank excited you. about that. You'd be like, you're going to heaven spreading all this love. <laughs> no. By the way, I heard the greatest sign. Um, somebody, I was listening to a podcast today. And uh, it was from Florida, and a uh, guy saw a sign, and he said, uh, there's only two ways to get into heaven. Did it open up his mind? There's only two ways to get out of heaven. I say Praying or trespassing. <laughs> so, All right. I love it. No, I, I, I'm not so sure you can trespass on God's territory. No, it means you get shot, and that's how you go to heaven. That's what the trespassing part means. Oh. You either pray to God or you trespass on my property, and I get I shoot you, uh, and you go to heaven. Oh. Uh, I thought, uh, I thought yeah. you trespassed. It's a tricky one. I thought you trespassed in heaven. Mm -mm. It's uh, a tricky one. That'd be fun. Okay. Well, another <laughs> yeah. TV reporter. Praying and trespassing. <laughs> Fucking heck. <laughs> Love it, man. Another uh, reporter says a satanic temple fully supports Florida Governor Rick Scott, who's been pushing for a prayer in public schools. That's right. Satan is pushing for prayer and backing a Tea Party favorite. Uh, you know who Martin Bashir is? No. He's a, uh, uh, I think he's English. He's a journalist. He's the one that like uh, got to sit down and interview with Michael Jackson. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Um, no, I don't. I love kids. I just wanted to be like one. You know what my favorite part about I Michael never Jackson a child. is? You know what my favorite part no. about? Besides the fact that Michael Jackson had the bubbles and named his kid Blanket and all that shit. I don't shit, think he fucked those kids. He didn't fuck his own kids. No, not his own kids. I'm saying I don't think he fucked those kids either. I Anyway, I was watching her doc the other night, yeah. and he was like, I love children. Yeah, <laughs> so I love children. There's no D when he says children. Children. It's children. It's like Disneyland. <laughs> He's like, oh, I, there aren't, oh, there aren't enough children in this world for my love. <laughs> children. <laughs> children. Anyway. It's, it's like an old... It's like an old uh, Old black lady saying, yeah. children. children, come here, children. Come here, child. <laughs> come here, child. Come here, child. <laughs> anyway. Brash- Go there, get the wood. Brashear says, we spoke to one of the Satanists today about why they support the law. Lucian Greaves. And yes. <laughs> is that a person's name? Lucian, yeah. Lucian Greaves. That is the name the gentleman gave it's us. an old name told us that the law would lead to, quote, a boom in religious diversity. Well, we hear another reporter. He says, basically the argument being, you open the door to God, you open the door to Satan. Well, back to unknown male number two. He's got the long, you know, hooded cloak, and he's got those thin horns. And he says, we're not what you think we are, okay? And we're here to help people understand that about us, and also about themselves. Well, what do you think of Rick Scott? We think he's a great American. You don't really believe that, right? Uh, I do, and uh, is this a hoax? Is this a whole setup? No. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Well, time to meet Nicholas Crow. He is a collaborator with the Satanic Temple. Nick Crow. Now, here's the thing. He decides in this movie that he's going to um, he's going to digitize his va- face, you know, so we don't get to see him. Okay. I'm like, man, these guys are kind of pussies. If they're going to be like Satanists and they're going to blur out their faces, I don't think this is really Yeah, true, them, Nazis, KKK members, just live, live the life. Exactly. But he's like, it was awkward. It was messy, and it was awesome. We were on national news, but more importantly, we realized that we were finally on to something. Another reporter says, where does the uh, Satanic Temple name come from? Well, time to beat Malcolm Jari. He is a co-founder of the Satanic Temple, and he's got a top hat, and he's also blacked out. And he Malcolm says, Malcolm Jari. Yep. He says, when I was and looking. And you don't even know if these guys are white or black either. Yeah, you can tell from the pixelation they're white. Okay. 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 The heads of the Satanic Temple, they're white. Okay. When I was looking at all the different Satanic organizations that existed, um, the name wasn't taken. And Crow says, the Rick Scott rally was a media stunt to show the hypocrisy of what Rick Scott was doing, and it required a spokesperson. Well, I didn't want to do it. Well, next we see all these Satanists, they're at a costume shop, and they're looking for wardrobe, you know? And, uh, you know, he says, uh, you know. fucking drobes, baby. We got to find our outfits. And the employee says, well, usually when I think of, you know, like a gaggle of Satanic, you know, worshipers, I think I'm wearing like red hoods. Um, like that's the color group. And then the leader would be, you know, in black, gray or brown. And Jari says, when we first started, it was staged and there was an actor involved. But very quickly, things got very real. So back to the morning of the Scott rally, it's time to meet Lucian Creeves. Now, he is the co-founder and spokesperson for the Satanic Temple. Now, Dave, Lush. 
He's a very uh, like Lucifer, loose. Exactly, Lucy. Lucian, Lucy. Lucian Greaves, Lucy. His right eye's blown out. Okay? His right eye's blown out. But it's not a costume. Okay. Have you ever seen Casino Royale? Yes. The the new one with Bond. Yes. Remember uh, Mads Milliken, the bad dude? Yes. Who bleed from his eye? Yes. He's got one of those eyes. Wow. So it's all foggy. He's got a bloody foggy. It eye. doesn't bleed, but oh, it's all it's like, like fogged up. Like Kevin Pollock from Wayne's World too. Yeah, but you could see it moving. Yeah, so you know it's not a glass eye. Yeah, it's pigmentless. It's something happened to it. <laughs> it's so foggy. It's not just the middle. It's, it's the whole fucking. It's thing. milky. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says at the beginning we didn't have the hubris to think that we could start a large global. He was touched by Satan. Probably. He gave his right eye for some shit. I'm guessing. Yeah. We didn't think we could for start for something it. bullshit too, like uh, fucking could, a kid. No, 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 no. It's like. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I could turn pepper into cinnamon. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> some shit like that. He it's was like, doing some alchemy like, at home. Yeah, it's like, I, yeah, I could fucking turn sage. Just to be clear, I that came out <laughs> wrong. Fucking a kid is not bullshit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you well. fuck a kid, you'd lose more than your eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah, you lose the inner kid in you. <laughs> you lose everything. Yeah, yeah. A kid for a kid. Anyway. Makes the world go. He says, we didn't expect this to become a global thing, but when the satanic temple got started... I wanted to be sure that Satanism was properly represented. I very much felt that I was a Satanist, but there was no need of publicity to advertise that. I wanted someone else to be the face of this, but I found out very quickly I didn't want someone else to be the voice of this. Well, an unknown male says, God and Satan work in mysterious ways, and we're not really sure you know, how all this is going to manifest. Well, Lucian says, it became very clear that there was no amount of coaching I could give somebody who was authentically attached to Satanism that would make them a credible interview subject on the topic. When it became my face and my voice, it needed to be everything I believed and stood by, or it could not be at all. So that's when everything changed. Uh, you remember Megan Kelly from the Fox show? I still know her. I didn't yeah. forget her. Okay. Well, she's got him on as a guest. Great. And she's like, well... Uh, I might have actually even seen this specific one. We begin with Lucian. All right, Lucian. So is it like Lucian as in Lucifer? Is that where... Is that why they call it's you just that? just a happy... <laughs> whatever. He's like, sure, as you like. And he's like... She's like, no, no, no. Coincidence. As you like. I, it's your <laughs> birth name. To, to the to the Satanist. No, no, no. It's your birth name, right? And he's like, no, it's not. And she's like, okay. Oh, it's not? No. Oh, what a well, poser. What is it that first drew you to the Satanic Temple? And he says, well, I helped co-found the Satanic Temple. And she's like, why? <laughs> why? Well, why? Because it's an embodiment of my deeply held beliefs. And I think there's a distinct need for a counterbalance against the dominant religious privilege in America today. And her response is, well, what are the deeply held beliefs that drew you to the satanic table, temple? Uh, essentially, we view Satan as a symbolic embodiment of the ultimate rebel against tyranny. Now, think about that for a second. Uh, you want me to think about that? Yeah. For oh, okay. Here's my point. They're yeah, not exactly a good, saying... It's a good like, idea. I mean... Well, the what's point is, with, what's wrong with the counterbalance to uh, Christianity or something? Of course, but the whole point yeah. is, I think the mainstream media that, I like it. that she's representing was prepared for him to say, like, "Oh yeah, we're, we draw pantograms and we yeah, light fires, we fuck kids, and, and we yeah, we drink, drink each other's blood." Right? No. So 
Nicholas says, once you realize how the media is constructed, it becomes incredibly easy to manipulate. Well, we see a talking head, and he's like, good evening to you, 6 o'clock, I'm Chip Scarborough. Well, the owner of Meridian Cemetery has already said he plans to pursue charges against members of New York's Satanic Temple, and now police are investigating the unusual ritual. Well, we see a headline. Police say they plan to arrest Satanic Temple members who protested Westboro Baptist Church. Well... Another reporter, he says, you gotta, this is, you got to see this to believe it. A group of devil worshipers giving Westboro Baptist Church a run for their money. Now, of course, you know the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, they're the fucking scumbags. Yeah, they're the ones that are like, God hates fags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the main leader, I forget his name. He's like, God hates fags. If you don't repent, you will all perish. And God is not running out of room in hell. Well... Crow says, how do you fuck with Fred Phelps? That's his name. Will you fuck with his mom? Now, how do you think they're going to do this? Well, a group of, from the New York Satanic Temple, they made a trip to Meridian to protest Westboro Baptist Church, and they performed a ritual they called Pink Mass on the grave of Catherine Johnston, the mother of Westboro founder Fred Phelps. God damn. The Ruthless. The ceremony involved two same-sex couples kissing over her grave. <laughs> yeah, then hilarious. they declared Catherine Johnston a yeah. lesbian in the afterlife. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Fred, that's pretty fucking amazing. Fred wasn't too happy. Yeah. So What are these? <laughs> what did these sodomites do to my mother's grave? Well, Jari says one of the things that I wanted we gotta to move her. on. We got to move her now. <laughs> One of the things we wanted to play on is, you know, the Mormons have the belief that they can baptize the dead. I think we've talked about this on the show before. Okay. Uh, and they do this post-mortem conversion. So I propose that every time a same-sex couple kisses, that she's pleasured in the afterlife, you know, which I took from It's a Wonderful Life. You know, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Have you ever seen A Wonderful Life, Dave? No. Are you kidding me? Nope. Kedge! No. <laughs> Jojo! Who <laughs> <laughs> banished <bastard> you? <laughs> That's Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the Christmas movie that everybody watches. Do it again, whore. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not really. No, no, but Jimmy Stewart yeah. was caught with a... He was caught with a whore? Wait, no. I don't think you know who Jimmy Stewart is. No, I do. It's a... Yeah. Yeah, it's that. Wow. It's the. It's the. It's well, the gosh, <laughs> I think you flooded her. <laughs> I think you flooded her. It's. It's just. I just know the name and the the sound He's one of the, of the most famous actors of the 20th century from from Dana Carvey impressions. Oh, that's, that's probably that's right. Yeah. From. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> Lucian says this starts developing as these things do into the obvious idea, which is putting your testicles on the tombstone of the founder's mother's grave. Fuck yeah, doggy. Dude, what's what's up with these saintists? You got some weird, like, you got to put your, te- you got to D-bag the fucking, the tombstone? He's like, I can't believe these nobody done it, this done it before. Ga- this is what gamers do. Well, next we see a picture. Teabagging. And Lucian's got a sack on uh, Phelps' mom's stone. No, dude. He's got his sack. He's got his ball sack. They pixelate it so we don't have to see it. Oh, my God. And then we see more images. pretty hilarious. Of just dudes making out with each other above the grave. 
uh, lesbians. <clears throat> and the idea is, you know, we're basically saying that everybody that was a part of this religion before us are now dykes and homosexuals in the afterlife because that's that's the rules of the church. That's how we yeah, play. Yeah. So so sorry. Cop Your mom's gay. Up, cop comes up and he's like, "It's an unusual crime that we haven't come across uh, to my knowledge in a while." And Jari says, "There was De- desecration." <laughs> there was a, a desperate attempt to figure out what to charge us with, and the headline read, "Police want to arrest Satanists who turned the dead gay." <laughs> and Lucian says, "Satana, blessed be, blasphemy." isn't just directed at other people to offend them. Blasphemy is very much a declaration of personal independence. And I don't mind, of course, when people are offended. Well, Dave, let's go to Salem. Okay. Washington or Boston? (laughs) Washington or Massachusetts? Massachusetts. That's where the witch trials went back down back in the day. That's where they had those cool aquatic cars as well. Aquatic cars? Yeah. What, like paddle boats? No, they're like cars that can drive on land and also become boats by simply driving into would the water. Would you take a field trip out there when I you did. were a kid? Yeah. To okay. the Salem Witch Trial. Oh, places they got like the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's cool. It was cool. Well, Salem's known. Boston's really cool. Salem's known really for the nice Witch Trials. I've been to Boston. I mean, uh, Massachusetts. I've been to Massachusetts. Um, but the newest neighbors on Bridge Street in Salem are Saintinists the religious and political organization choosing this spot for its international headquarters. So that's Uh where they set up the main campus. Well, not the best place with the best history for people of their kin. Well, a male reporter says, according to the Satanic Temple's website, the group is all about religious pluralism. And we see a house at the new headquarters. we're going to have the Salem Satanist trials. (laughs) We see this house they bought. Yeah. First thing they do, they got to paint the sucker black. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Which isn't that uncommon for that area. Uh, actually, it's stuck out like a sore thumb. All the other okay. houses are white, white, and they're the only black, <laughs> okay. black one. Actually, I was completely wrong about that. You're right. They're all, now, the cool uh, thing black is... Black isn't really like a big uh, The East cool Coast thing color. is, you think of a scary, satanic house, right? Well, you look at the roof, and it's got solar panels on it. Sick. So dead. these are progressive yeah. Satanists. And Lucian says, what we want to do is force people to evaluate their notions of the U.S. being a Christian nation. It's not. We're a secular nation. We are supposed to be democratic and pluralistic. We are supposed to be a nation that doesn't allow the government to dictate what is appropriate religious expression. Well, Jari says the donors have to wait to find out whether those donations are tax deductible once there's a ruling. Uh, He's on the phone, I guess, talking to somebody. And then he's like, it was agreed upon early that Lucian would be the spokesperson and that I would be kept in the background. Well, Lucian says, here's our humble offices. We get a little tour of the joint. It's probably a couple hundred years old, this house. Pretty nice, you know. And it's small. It's not big. And he's like, here's where the gift shop's going to be. You know, you're going to be able to buy Satan bumper stickers and Satan shirts. And, uh, you know, um, it's important for you to know that the Satanic Temple did not invent modern Satanism. Now, Dave, give me a little Simpsons music, if you will, because it's time to learn about what we know about modern-day Satanism. Have you ever heard of a gentleman by the name of Anton Xander LeVay? Yeah, Anton LeVay. Yeah. 
So yes, sir. He, he was born in 1930, yeah. died in 97, and he was an author, he was a musician, and of course, now you know a Satanist after, you, after well, our audience does. The cultist also. He was the founder of the Church of Satan and the religion of Satanism. Well, he wrote some books, the Satanic Bible, the Satanic Rituals. Have you read any of these books? No. Oh, you sound like you knew him. I just know because he knows he's into the occult. The Satanic Witch. Uh, he wrote The Devil's Notebook and Sa Satan Speaks. And he also released three albums called uh, The <laughs> Satanic Mass, Satan Takes a Holiday. <laughs> I was going about to say, it's fucking Saint Claus. And Strange Music. Huh. Uh, he was also in some movies. He was in uh, 1975's The Devil's Reign. And he served as a hosted narrator uh, for the 1989 Mondo film Death Scenes. Cool. Uh, they also show him. He was, uh, I think he played the devil in Rosemary's Baby. Have you ever seen Rosemary's Baby? No. Probably the scariest film of all time, in no. my opinion. Not scary in like gore slasher scary, but scary in suspense. Roman Polanski, you might want to watch if you've never seen it. Roman Polanski John alone is scary as fuck. And, um, Creepy motherfucker. What's her name? Uh, the one that was married to Woody Allen? Yeah. Uh, why is her name escaping me? She also married Frank Sinatra. She's got the kid, Ronan. Yeah. Why can't I think of her name? Uh, this, by the way, this is my pet peeve when I'm listening to podcasts, when podcast folks do yeah. this, and they're like, you know the answer, yeah. and you're just like, quit being a fucking moron. Anyway, it's got her in it. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, his work. A historian of Satanism, Garrett J. Medway, described LaVey as a born Soon showman. Lee, Harleen Rosen, or Luis Lacer. Who are you looking up? Woody Allen's spouses. No, I'm uh, talking about, what's her name? The the pretty one. Uh, I think he said he married her for a while. Yeah, they were, they were married. Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow. Yeah. How come she's not on this list? Because they weren't married. Oh, they weren't married. <laughs> they were just together forever. All right. So Medway described LeVay as a born showman, okay? Now, an anthropologist named Jean LaFontaine described him as a colorful figure of considerable personal magnetism, okay? Now, we're also going to talk about a scholar of Satanism. Per, his name is Per, Per Faxneld, because um, he's actually in the film, and a man named Jesper Augard Peterson. He's also in the film as well. And they, uh, he describes LaVey as the most iconic figure in the satanic milieu. Now, LaVey was labeled many things by journalists, of course, uh, religious detractors and Satanists alike. Uh, he was referred to as the father of Satanism, uh, the St. Paul of Satanism, the black pope, and the evilest man in the world. Well, this guy, he grew up in Chicago in the 30s. And his, his parents were Eastern European, and they pushed him into music and supported him. And he was an oboe player. And he goes to high school. Double reed. It's hard to play. He was, I didn't know that. There's two reeds and an oboe? Double reed, yeah. It's like, yeah, most are just, yeah. All right. Well, he goes to high school in Mill Valley, moves to California. And at 16, he joins the circus, okay? And then he becomes a full-time carny. And uh, what? What's that? Just running. No, well, he was aroused about uh, a cage boy ah. in the act with the big cats. Ah. Okay. Then he starts playing. Is it the, the, the Calliope? Ah. 
Um, I guess that's another reeded instrument. And then he, he starts um, hitting the circuit, and you know he's playing uh, tunes like Harlem Nocturne. You ever hear of it? Oh. And then he says he sees the same men that attended both the Body Saturday Night shows and the Tent Revival meetings on Sunday mornings. So he becomes cynical of religion. Now you know what tent revivals are. No, that's when like people would go across the country and they'd set up tents in small towns and be like, "You need to find God." Oh, all okay, right, yeah, and they all okay. sit on like yeah. uh, hay bales and shit. Anyway, yeah. Um, <clears throat> at this point, uh, this is the winter of 1948. He's an organist. He's in all these lounges and nightclubs, and apparently he was a genius on the keyboards. Ah. And he's very successful getting gigs. Well, he also claimed he to, to have had an affair with Marilyn Monroe. Wow. While he was playing the organ at Wait a burlesque a house. In what year? Uh, 48. She How was a dancer. Was Marilyn Monroe? I don't know. 17, 18 maybe? Jesus. She was uh, dancing at the Mayan Theater at the time. Now, this claim was later challenged by yeah, people that, that like, knew Monroe. That sounds like bullshit. Keep in mind, he wasn't the walking year. around. 48. No, I'm saying that's why I'm saying the years doesn't even really make all that much sense. No, it makes total sense. She was young in Hollywood then. Dude, she died in 63, I think. But how old was she in 63? 33, 35, okay. something like that. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, not that crazy. the manager of the Mayan Theater, Paul Valentine, uh, said, well, Marilyn was never one of my dancers, okay? And my theater was never a burlesque house. So we don't know if LaVey was just bullshitting or not. Anyway, he goes to San Francisco in 1950, and he meets a woman. Don't they say that, <clears throat> isn't there like a <clears throat> conspiracy that uh, that uh, Taylor Swift is LaVey's daughter, just reincarnated? I didn't hear that. Yeah, it's I intriguing. Think, I think that's the reincarnate. I think that's the joke. Well, he, anyway, he, he, he uh, meets a woman named Carol Lansing. They get married. Well, the Lansing's 15 years old at the time. And he has his first daughter named Carla. And he's a draft dodger. So he gets out of the Korean War and he goes to uh, study criminology. And he gets a job as a photographer for the San Francisco Police Department. And he works there for like three years. And then he gets into becoming a psychic investigator. Okay. And he starts... Yeah, the daughter of Anton LaVey. Okay, sorry, go on. He starts looking into 800 calls that the SFPD refers to him. Now, there are no substantiated records that he ever worked for SFPD, so this could all be bullshit as well. Yeah. But he was hanging out with some um, eclectic group of writers um, at the time, and he gets divorced in 1960, and then he becomes involved uh, with another woman and was with her for 24 years, has another daughter that he named Zena Galatia Shrek. And um, Whoa. yeah. And then at the end of their relationship, uh, his wife uh, sued him for palimony. Cool. So let's get to the Church of Satan. So he became a celebrity in San Francisco. Yeah. He's doing paranormal research. He's doing live performances. He's also doing some organ stuff on the side. He drives <laughs> around gig, town. Little gig work here and there. <laughs> he drives around town in a hearse. Of course okay. he does. Well, this is kind of cool. He was like the first guy to embrace yeah. this. Yeah. 
He, he's got a black leopard that he Lots walks around on yeah. a leash named Zoltan. Oh, of course he does. Yep. Zoltan. Uh-huh. Of course. Uh, he's hanging out with these SF elite. And then uh, he forms a group called the Order of oh the, my God. the Trapezoid. Do you know Anton LaVey? Yep. He's this smelly, he's this smelly Satanist, but he's so odd. Have you seen his leopard Zoltan? <laughs> so he starts the Order of the Trapezoid. Starts the Order of the Trapezoid. Yep, cool. which is the precursor to the Church of Satan. Got it. Okay, Order now. Of the Trapezoid sounds like a fucking. <laughs> it's a big like, strength. Sounds, sounds, like sounds like a team for a sixth grader. Um, well, at this point, the church represented the first public, highly visible, and long lasting organization which propounded a coherent satanic discourse. Okay. So he believed in a system somewhere between religion, philosophy, and psychology, and circus. Order Carnival. of the Trapezoid <laughs> sounds like if Harry Potter was about math. Hey. <laughs> so, hey, dude. Um, he mixes in science, mythology, fringe beliefs, okay? Now, the goal of the church was indulgence. Uh, and uh, vital existence. Based the opposite on, of conservativeness. Uh-huh. Based on the devices and desires of the self-made man. Uh-huh. Psyop. Uh, okay. Or maybe just people that really wanted to party. San Francisco Psyop. Well, I mentioned to you uh, earlier, per Faxneld and Jesper Peterson, they, uh, they, they have some notes on him. And they say, LaVey began presenting Friday night lectures uh, on the occult and rituals. And a member of his circle at the time suggested that he had the basis of a new religion. So LaVey himself um, on, what is the, what is, how do you, tell me if I'm pronouncing, if you think I'm pronouncing this right. On April 30th, 1966 on Walpurgsnott. <laughs> uh, I got to see the word. Walpurgsnott. Walpurgsnott. He realistically or ritualistically shaved his head. And allegedly, in the tradition of the ancient executioners, declared the founding of the Church of Satan and proclaimed 1966 as year one, okay? Anno Satanus, the first year of the age of Satan. So uh, people... 66, huh? People have described Smart. his image as uh, Mephistophelian. <laughs> and may have... Mephistophelian. Mephistophelian. <laughs> I'll give you my Fistophilian, if you know what I mean. And Mephistophilian? He might have been inspired by an occult-themed episode of a TV show called The Wild Wild West, okay? Uh -huh. Which was titled The Night of the Druid's Blood. Now, that had originally aired uh, just... I like think that was Kristallnacht. A couple weeks before. No, no, no. Far from Kristallnacht. <laughs> Kristallnacht. Well, the episode. Well, the druid's blood. The episode had Don Rickles in it, of all people. Ah, another druid. Uh huh. <laughs> and did I ever tell you I waited on Don Rickles once? You did. Yeah, cool dude. Yeah. Um, uh, he was one of those guys. I, I always love that whole Sinatra story thing. He was one of those guys <laughs> where it was clear. Like I, when I first got to LA, I did tons of cater waiting, like celebrity parties. Yeah, and you would find celebrities that did not want to be there, yeah, and they'd, they'd just be want like, to "Just talk to you." They'd be like, "Do you want to go just out back and party yeah. and drink yeah. with me?" Yeah, and I did that all the time. Yeah, and as long as you weren't like starstruck, yeah. they were just cool to have somebody to smoke with and yeah. avoid the party. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times 
I would walk out of those parties with just cases of like fucking bows and just load it up in my car. Yeah, and drive yeah. Away. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> the, I mean, I always love that Rickle story. He always tells it about like how he's at a Sinatra show and then he says something to like tell tells his manager to tell Sinatra's manager to go say hi to him after the show or whatever. So he comes up after the show to Rickles to say hello and to say hello to his to his date or whatever. And he yeah. goes, because can't you see I'm on a date with my wife with this beautiful girl? It's the first time you're you're coming here and you're interrupting us and blah blah blah. I'm just getting mad at him as a joke, but it's just he was he was a very cool guy, anyway. very down to earth. Anyway. Well, anyway, this character that Rickles had played yeah. just a couple weeks before yeah. in the Wild Wild West, yeah, Levey puts on a costume that looks identically to Rickles. Okay, okay, for the founding of his church. Huh. So media and starts both bald, perfect. Media starts catching up. Okay. And in uh, 67, um, there's a wedding ceremony of journalist John Raymond to New York City socialite Judith Case. And the LA Times and the San Francisco Chronicle were among the newspapers that printed the articles, uh, dubbing him the Black Pope. So LaVey performed satanic baptisms. Um, including the first ever satanic baptism of his uh, daughter, Zena, uh, dedicating her to Satan in the left-hand path, which garnered worldwide publicity and was originally recorded on the Satanic Mass LP. So if you want to hear that, that's the album it's on. So then he, in the 60s and the 70s, he starts getting into Nietzsche, uh, Ayn Rand, uh, by the way, I've never read Rand. People have been telling me I got to read The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged. I don't know if we've talked about this. I've oh, never yeah. read her. I'm kind of curious. Uh, he starts getting into sort of like an OG libertarian, that, that's what anarchist. People, yeah, that's what people have said. And then he gets into social Darwinism, um, and he kind of adds those into the religious practices of the Church of Satan. He writes essays at this time. He's very prolific uh, as far as his writing is concerned. And that's when the satanic rituals come out. Um, and then he admitted his use of might versus right. He stated that he did so in order to immortalize a writer who had profoundly reached me. Well, in 1972, the public work at LaVey's Black House in San Francisco was curtailed and work was continued via sanctioned regional grottos. Hmm. In early 75, he announced that higher degrees of initiation could be given in return for financial contribution. Sounds a little Scientology-ish. Bingo. Bingo. It's called Operating Theta 08. Uh, and in 75, the editor of the church's newsletter, Mr. Michael Aquino, left the Church of Satan and formed the Theistic Temple of Set, claiming to take... Sick an unknown number of LaVey's dissenters with him. Like Thoth, like Thothamon. I don't know. What's Thothamon? Thothamon was like the Temple of Set. That's kind of like the... Oh, I don't know anything about the Temple of Set. It's just like an old like Conan. I, I don't know like if Thoth was like a real person, but Thothamon was like a Conan parable. Well, anyway, <clears> homeboy like Aquino kind of, jacked his shit, took a bunch of his followers, starts yeah, the Temple of Set. Starts his own cult. Okay. Well, little marketing. In 1980, the FBI interviews him because they apparently had a dossier on him uh, in connection with an alleged plot to murder Ted Kennedy. 
And LaVey told the agents most of his followers were fanatics, cultists, and weirdos. Uh, the agents reported that LaVey's interest in the Church of Satan is strictly a monetary thing. Uh, and that he spent most of his time furnishing interviews, writing materials, uh, and lately has become interested in yeah, photography. Yeah, cash grab, bro. CIA, bro, FBI, Everybody knows the most successful way to make money is to create a fucking church. Yes. All right? I agree. Look at these people out there that call it's themselves just, comics, okay, that start cults, okay? Not just, not just, not just make money, but save money oh because you don't pay the taxes yeah. on it yeah of course well in 80 501c3 is the biggest fucking fraud in this country in 84 his ex-wife gets a restraining order against him and um then in 93 um i guess he marries another chick named blanche barton and has a baby guess what the name of this one is yeah. <laughs> Xerxes Karnacki LaVey. Cool. Okay. And then Barton takes over his new wife as the head of the church because he dies. Xerxes Karnacki LaVey. You get down here right now and brush your tooth. So according to his family, he dies in 97 uh, of a pulmonary edema. Um, and then he's taken to St. Mary's, which is a Catholic hospital because it was the closest available. Is the pulmonary edema is that like some kind of demon? No, it's a pulmonary edema, but good work. I see what you like, tried to do there. Pulmonary demon. Then he has a secret satanic funeral, which is invite only, uh, and he's cremated. And then his uh, estranged daughter, Zena Shrek, and her then-husband, Nicholas Shrek, they published a nine-page fact sheet in which they uh, endorsed Wright's early allegations and claimed that many more of LaVey's stories about his life had been false. So they're basically like, look, our dad was a piece of shit. Yeah. All right. He was just trying to bullshit. <laughs> he was just trying to make a little cash. So uh, he used like Knights Templar shit in his dogma, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, uh, per Faxnell, the guy who's in the film, says a lot of his references were obviously tongue in cheek. And uh, he'd, you know, taken writings from other shit and just kind of created into his own crap. So um, he did get popular, though, because the conspiracy culture was growing um, at the time. So um, he was conservative in his attitude to law and order and insisted that the church abide by its state law in all of its actions. Uh, he supported eugenics and believed that it would be a necessity in the future. Now, he hated rock and metal music with or without satanic lyrics and expressed an extreme distaste for it. How old was he in that time? Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, that would make sense. I mean, oh, that, that, music, that music came out in that era. It doesn't mean everybody that was in their 40s and 50s loved it. Well, there's a, an author by the name, uh, he's a, actually, he's a historian on Satanism. His name's Gareth Medway, the one that called him the born showman. And um, they liken him, along with uh, this woman named Jean LaFontaine, uh, to individuals such as Jim Jones, David Koresh, and Manson. Basically saying they, they, he shared the same charisma that these people did. He just didn't kill anybody. Yeah. He probably, he did it right. 
He said, I'm going to start a cult, make some money, and I'm going to run it, not let the ego out of my head so I don't have to he burn everybody down. agent. <laughs> oh, you think Jim Jones was a psyop? Yeah, probably, yeah. You think Charles Manson was a psyop? Yeah, he 100% was. He was? What, yeah. for, for what reason? Not for what, I don't know what reason, but <clears throat> that whole Laurel Canyon bullshit was all yeah. revealed to be a psyop. Which, when you say Laurel Canyon bullshit, like, do you mean the, the doors? Don't Charles fucking Ma- bring the doors I'm into not this. Fucking, I'm not joking. That's why I always make the reference. Right. So Just, the doors were a CIA op? Papa knows all about it. Hold dude. on. So you're saying the doors are a CIA op? Yes, Jim Morrison was a fucking... A guinea. Okay, but what was what was the point of the psyop? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. But it, you don't know, but I it was a psyop. The, <laughs> whatever so. the whole music industry was. I mean, Grateful Dead, all these things, that, spreading acid, spreading oh, this bullshit. They were spreading the drugs to the kids. Yeah, everything. It's to not, get them to tune out, drop out, and not care about like the a war. fucking Satanist. Okay. Um, anyway, he, you've probably seen him cause he was on the tonight show back in the day. Like Carson be like, well, next, this is wild stuff. <laughs> tonight tonight we have a man <laughs> who is head of the, uh, satanic temple, Mr. Anton LaVey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they trot him out there. And like I said, he had, uh, I mean, it, <clears throat> like Carson having Anton LaVey on uh-huh. is so much crazier even than like Howard Stern having David Dukes on. You know what I mean? You think it's crazier? I feel like it's crazy. Well, I think that's more of a because of the time, a cultural time thing. Yeah, because yeah. the cultural time thing. But it's like it feels like almost the same thing. Like even even for like Howard to have David Duke on was kind of like, oh boy. The Duke. As a Jew, I guess you can do it because you're a Jew. You're having a fucking Ku Klux Klan member on. Kind of feels like that. You're having Carson on national TV, having a fucking Satanist on. But then all that does is just feed more into my theory that it was all a psyop anyway. Makes perfect sense, Dave. We actually see LeVay. Oh, take me out of the Simpsons, uh, Simpsons episode. That concludes today's Simpsons episode on Anton LeVay. So we see him on a couple talk shows. And, you know, he's got some catchy lines. He's like, you know, remember evil spelled backwards is live. And, um, you know, next we meet Jesper uh, Augerad Peterson. Yeah, and devil backwards is lived. (laughs) Good point. Um, He says the most interesting thing about Satanism is that people willingly choose to identify with an adversarial being. Okay. And he says, it's a founding aspect of Satanism that you troll people. That's the original troll, okay? To say, yeah, I'm a Satanist, all right? And see what happens to people. I mean, they just faint or they get angry or whatever happens. And then you move on from there. Well, we see Reverend Anton Xander LeVay and we see some of his old uh, home movie footage and he's doing like some realistic shit, ritualistic shit. There's a nude woman out there. And um, he, he, we hear him speak. And he says, Satan is simply a word that means the adversary or the opposition or the accuser. It doesn't necessarily mean evil or brutality or cruelty. It simply means the dissenter. Well, I had a man come to me the other day and he said, 
That was just terrible. When he joined the satanic church, he was masturbating just about every day. And now he's masturbating two or three times a day, and he's much happier. (laughs) We also see in one of these vintage films, this 90-year-old Satanist, she's female, and she's like, I always get a lift when I come here. I suppose like other people do when they go to church, which I haven't done for many years now. Well, (laughs) we see more of this ritual it's like set it's like uh what do you call it super eight looks like it's on super eight and there's a lot of female nudity you see skulls candles the traditional satanism that we think of pentagrams coffins there's live snakes floating around and 666 written on these nude women's tits it's kind of hot to be honest and Jesper says before the church of satan every time you had someone who was called a satanist that was because of attribution by other people Again, a lot more uh, naked women with big bushes and snakes crawling over them at this point. Yeah. He continues and he says, the church of Satan is a watershed moment in the history of Satanism because that's where the attribution of a satanic identity is not just someone that some people do to others. It's something that people do to themselves. One of the differences between the early church of Satan and the satanic temple is that the early church of Satan was much more of a rat pack carnival. They were never political. Whereas today's satanic temple is actually refining Satanism and making it into a tool, a new weapon in the ongoing culture wars. Now, Dave, let's head out to Detroit. We're going to meet a woman named Jex Blackmore. Now, she's the spokesperson in Detroit chapter head of the Satanic Temple. Very pretty woman. And she says, she's, uh, she says, those who challenge the state oppose the theocratic stranglehood on our morals and sexuality, our identity, and our nature. Satanism is a philosophy of action to liberty, humanity, and justice to the internal rebel within us all to the end of repressive traditions. Now, we see a modern-day satanic ritual, and we see three people, they're in the black robes, and they've got hoods, and they they disrobe from below, and we see some naked women, and we see some naked men. Uh, Their dicks aren't hard, very, you know, natural, (laughs) as you would see. Flaccid. Yeah. And they're all holding empty wine glasses. And then Jex kneels uh, and pulls back their heads and hood and just pours wine down their throat. And they're just choking and like sputtering. It looks like wa- yeah. water torture a little bit. Yeah. And she says, if you're godless, free thinking, and a rebel, satanic wine torture, then you're a Satanist in the eyes of many and our community and society, and certainly by people in your government whether you like it or not. And then she says, before I decided that I was a Satanist, it was really the Bible that said, this is what a Satanist looks like. And as a kid, she studied the story of Adam and Eve, and she explains the original sin of Eve, you know, because she was a curious woman who wanted to, you know, take a bite of an apple. And then the devil, of course, appears in the form of a snake and offers the fruit of enlightenment. And she says, we are taught to fear that, But at the same time, it seems the most liberating because if we did not have that opportunity, we would have to be in total servitude 
without free choice, and ultimate servitude is slavery. Reframing it in the light of it being salvation is probably one of the greatest tricks ever played on humankind. Interesting. Yep. Satanism I've heard of this. is about embracing the satanic status rather than being controlled by it. After I learned about the satanic temple, I set up to meet with Lucian. And throughout our conversation, I realized that we have very similar ideas of what contemporary Satanism was evolving to be. The devil directly challenged God. So as a Satanist, I believe that directly confronting injustice and corrupt authority is an expression of one's Satanic faith. And I believe activism is a Satanic practice. Traditionally, Satanists practice very privately, you know, behind closed doors, black candles, black metal music, but with the satanic philosophy being one where Satan represents rebellion against arbitrary authority, we believe it required a level of political participation. So then we see them get political. She's on some courthouse steps, right? She's surrounded by like six other Satanists. And you know that, uh, have you ever seen the satanic American flag? No. It's, it's white. The white stripes are white, but the red ones are black. Okay. And then the part where it's blue is all in black. Okay, I've seen it, yeah. And we see her on the steps. We are Satanists. We are also Americans. We are just as powerful as those who work in this institution here. Some fucking, you know, what do you call it? Capital. We do not seek followers. We are seeking collaborators, individuals for a visionary satanic alliance, leaders of the new America. And then to celebrate the end of her speech, um, two guys come in in front of her and just start making out. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so she says, I think we need to go to the public sphere and announce ourselves without shame. And then she just starts screaming, hail Satan. The crowd joins in. And uh looks like a fun time, to be honest. Yeah, I know. You like to kiss a couple dudes, don't you? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that. I bet I'm, you would. I'm talking about the Hail Satan party party. Go, Hail Satan, make out with a couple <laughs> dudes, come back, you know. Time to meet Emily Rooney. And she's a reporter. And she's like, it's one of the strangest stories to Royal Boston in recent memory. A satanic black mass was scheduled yesterday at Harvard's campus. Here to talk more about the Black Mass is Lucian Greaves. And Nicholas Crow, we go back to him, and he explains that Lucian and Malcolm, well, they got permission to propose, uh, host a Black Mass, okay, in Boston. And, of course, you know Boston's very Catholic, right, Dave? Yes. And a Black Mass, if you didn't know, is a grotesque, deliberate perversion of traditional Catholic Mass. It's vulgar, and the Mass is vulgar, and they drink blood, and they eat flesh. Um, it's kind of creepy. And Jack says, they asked if I wanted to participate, so I flew out. Well, it's not like, I mean, technically during every Sunday morning fucking thing, you're eating the bread of Christ this and the why blood of Christ. Doing it. This is why yeah, they're doing it. They're retarded. basically showing the hypocrisy sure. of the entire thing. Yeah. So th she gets out there. It's kind of why flat earthers are flat earthers a lot of the time. No, they're fucking morons no, all the time. They, they say, if you believe everything they're telling you, you might as well believe the earth is flat. 
That's what a lot of the movement is. Okay. So the pl- the flat earthers uh, don't really believe that the earth is flat. They're only using it as a tool just to expand consciousness. That's how, that's how the original flat earth, that's how the recent flat earth movements got popular. Well, guess who didn't take it that way? That <laughs> fucking Bravo. professional <laughs> basketball player who thinks uh, yeah. <laughs> the world is fucking flat. Yeah. All right. He also doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, Smart we know guy. a lot of people that don't believe in dinosaurs. I don't believe in dinosaurs. Of course you don't. You're a fucking flat earther. <laughs> I didn't tell him a flat earther. Anyway, they think this. Event, I'm a space denier. You're a space denier? <laughs> because no, let, We'll take a quick detour. A moon, moon landing You're a moon denier. landing denier. I'm a moon landing denier now, 100%. Are you a moon landing denier of... Um, the first Apollo landing? Ever, I don't think we've ever been there. Okay. To the moon ever. Okay. And do you believe it's because of the Van Allen radiation belt? <clears throat> that uh, That's already been disproved as the, total the, bullshit. The, the, no, I mean, uh, the Van, the Van, what is it called? The Van Allen? <laughs> you don't even know what your shit's the called. Van, the Van Buren belt? <laughs> the, the, Van <laughs> the Martin Allen, Van Buren belt. <laughs> the, the Van Allen belt uh, is just a fancy name for the firmament. Oh, okay. Got it. You know what? We're going to get back on track because you know what I'm going to do, Dave? Probably for your birthday. What's that? I'm going to find a Flat Earth documentary. A good one? I got to find. Oh, really? I got to find. There's a good one? Yeah. (laughs) Which one's good one? The one by, um, his name is, it's Uh Spindler. Spindler. No, no, no. It It sounds like Hitler, but it's. Oh, it's got to H- be good. Hibbler, 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 Hibbler. Okay. So can do me a favor. If you can't find it. I think it's called. No, yeah. I think we should ask our listeners because you yeah, won't do it. You'll fuck it up. No, 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 I'll find it. Somebody find me uh, the Flat Earth documentary that has a transcript. We will watch it. We will cover it. We will veer into fucking conspiracy world for fun and just so I can drive Dave nuts. Okay. Okay. Anyway, the problem is they're having their little party. All right, in doing their black mass. Their little black panther party. Uh huh. Their black mass in Cambridge. But then the Catholic Church, they show out in droves to protest this Good. thing. Okay. And one priest is like, if someone was going to go to a KKK reenactment or a minstrel show or something like that, minstrel show. KKK hope, and then a minstrel show. I hope the reaction would be outrage. KKK reenactment. Uh huh. Or a minstrel show. Yeah. Which one would be worse to attend, by the way? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the menstrual show is worth I it. I think then. the minstrel show would be much the worse. The KKK reenactment is... You're behind a is, hood. It's just so a reenactment. Right, and you're in a hood, so you yeah. don't have to show your face. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the minstrel show. And, and, Let's say you do crack a smile at yeah, some point, yeah, 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 and yeah. somebody sees you. And, and look, and, racial epitaphs can be fun. At a reenactment, I assume you can spit out some of them, probably. Well... You see these people, they're up in arms, and they're like, this is an act of hatred. It's an act of bigotry uh, directed towards the church and her faithful people. And w- then we see this guy in the street. He's like, please sign our petition, trying to get these people out of here. So they get 60,000 people to sign a petition to get rid of the black masters. And just as there was a sense that we should just give up and cancel. And I remember feeling this unexpected sense of justice that no we can't i ended up standing on a table and saying like we weren't we aren't going to give in to this do you know greta van susteren 
She's, Sounds familiar. She's one of your favorite Fox News anchors. Okay. The one that has the frozen face that can, <laughs> come over left. Like Nikki Alley. Yeah, Nikki she's Haley. like, in just moments near Harvard University, some very mean-spirited students will be exercising their First Amendment right by insulting Catholics, not just as Harvard, but around the globe. They're about to start a satanic mass when they know it's deeply offensive to Catholics. What do I think? Well, I think they're awful. Oh. Well... Crow says it was nuts. We, it was out of control. We hadn't planned for this. And then hours before we're supposed to go on, Harvard cancels it. Ah, so pussies. They they don't have they have poor communication. Oh, but they can they can talk about Palestine and Israel, huh? Yeah, I agree. Let them fucking do their thing. So they need to find a new uh, venue. Yeah, and within hours, or are they gonna do it a different day? Same day. They're working on it, right? So basically, they're just milling around. Everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? You got the Catholics over here. You got the fucking uh, <laughs> Satanists on one side. They're like, when's this shit going down? Because we're, we're going to start a, a war, I guess. Yeah. Greta Van Schoenstein comes back. <laughs> She's like, now apparently you've got this sort of moving black mass. Where do you think they're going? Are they like going undercover or underground? I mean, it's sort of interesting because we've been chasing them for the last 90 minutes. And there's some girl on the news from Harvard and she's like, well, hopefully they're going away. That's where they're going. <laughs> well, Lucian pops up and he says, well, a Chinese restaurant, you know, they had a comedy club. And they're like, yeah, come on over. Have <laughs> your black mats over here. Of course. Go to Yuck Yucks. <laughs> Side splitters. The black mask featuring four individuals in hoods, one man in a white suit and a cape and a horn mask, and a woman revealed to be wearing only lingerie. No word on whether they shared a scorpion bowl afterward. Oh. <laughs> so funny. All right, so scorpion bowl. <laughs> they showed the scorpion bowl. I didn't know you could eat scorpions at a Chinese restaurant. I yeah, where that I, has a comedy club. I figured scorpion bowl was just the name of a fucking like a like a uh, not a traditional bowl, but a, a fucking uh, one that uh, is Chinese at that restaurant. No, like at the restaurant. What do they call it? Signature. Signature. It's like a signature blue bowl. Plate, blue plate special. Oh, you want the scorpion oh, bowl? Scorpion oh, bowl. Oh, you want the scorpion bowl? Okay, give me the scorpion bowl. What's Spicy scorpion bowl. What's in a scorpion bowl? It's a, it's a, beef, it's a beef bowl. It's a beef bowl just spicy. With scorpion. scorpion. With scorpion tail for extra spice. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, Nicholas Crow, he says, you know, we were all slightly broken the next day. And I just remember that I had this wave of sadness over me. I felt guilty. Like, what, what, what did I do? And then it occurred to me that this is the Catholic Church of Boston, which covered up decades of child rape. Yeah. And they had the gall to say what we're doing is sinful. I yeah. mean, fuck them. And that's yeah. the moment I became a real Satanist. Good. Um, we well, need more of them. Well, next, we're going to shift gears. Um, and the uh, interviewer in the documentary that says, we tell us a little bit about what da went down in Oklahoma. Well, it's time well, to... Well, there was a fertilizer bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, this other patsy... Oh, what, McVeigh was a patsy? Uh, Total uh, did, uh, 
you don't even get me started on that okay. one. Okay. That's the original PSYOP. Well, not the original. you're in luck not the original. because there is an Oklahoma City documentary. I wouldn't believe it. Even I've already seen it. I watched that one and the Ruby it Ridge one. It's great. I mean, but they talk- don't say anything about him being in a PSYOP. Of course they don't. Why would they say it? That's why they make these documentaries. <laughs> For PSYOPs. So that they cover up the PSYOPs. Got it. Got it. You know what I mean? It's bullshit. We might have to change the title it's of bullshit. this show. To? To um, the uh, uh, the normal one and the retard. <laughs> the fucking flat earther and the glober. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about what went down in Oklahoma. I like that on the docks better. <laughs> Than the whatever and the retard. <laughs> the one that reads and the tard. It's a psyop, I swear. It I is, saw it, it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, can you cite any sources? <laughs> yeah, get yeah it's, no. It's a psyop, I swear. I made <laughs> it's a video. A it's a video. I made a video on Dude, it. Dude, I was YouTube. on a podcast last week and we talked about it. It's real. All right. So we basically learn at this point via uh, Jay Wexler. Now, he's a professor of law at Boston University. Well, Oklahoma, they had a Ten Commandments monument on government property, capital grounds to be specific. And he says, in my view, it's clearly making a religious statement by doing that. And the satanic temple says, if you're going to put your giant piece of marble that says Christianity, 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 then you also need to put up our gigantic monument to Satanism. Okay? It's true. Now, quick pop quiz, Dave. Okay. Can you name all 10 of the Ten Commandments? Ooh. Thou shalt not steal. Okay. That is number eight. You got one. Thou shalt not kill. That is murder, six, okay? Thou shalt not covet a neighbor's wife. No, it's you shall not covet, which you is You shall 10. not covet. Uh-huh. Oof, oh boy. Um, it's tricky. Something about stealing? Don't yes, steal? Yes, that's, you already said that. That's number eight. Okay. Um... That's probably as far as I can go. Now, as a Christian, shouldn't you know a few of these? I thought commandments were a Catholic thing. No, Moses brought them down from the mountaintops. Moses was Jewish. Right. And that's a Catholic thing. And it's a Christian thing. This is the Christian we don't learn, Bible. We don't learn the the commandments. In what? In, in, in Christ, Armenian? In, in apostolic Christianity. Okay. I'm, sure, I'm sure we learn about them, but... Okay, we're not, it's not something we focus on. Okay, but the point is, you can only name three of the Ten Commandments, bro. Yeah, come on, try one I, more. Mm. Just say you're not gonna fuck goats or some shit. Uh, Give me something. I mean, does it have to do with like the stuff like thou shalt not be a glutton? No, thou that's shalt, the seven I, deadly I, I sins. I know that. I thought maybe they'd be incorporated somehow. Okay. Okay, um, I don't know. That's it. Okay, number one is you shall. Have, oh no! no okay, uh, mother and father. The, no, the, no, something about nothing the mother, about the mother and father. That, there's no like thou shalt thou like you shall should not fuck like, your mother and dad. No, down? no, like like um like obey. No, no, okay, no, no obey thy master. master. All right, okay. No, Number come. one is you shall have no other gods before me. Uh huh. Okay. It. Two, <clears throat> you shall make no idols. Uh huh. Some all the religious bullshit ones. You throw me the idol, I throw you the whip. Okay. Okay. So I'm assuming that's because it's a monotheistic 
Yeah, this is all. These Shit. are all like the Bible. These are all okay. like the religious reasons. Okay, three. You shall not take the name of the Lord your more, God in more vain. More religious shit, right? But you've you've heard that one. Yeah, yeah, I know all. Don't of these. take the Lord's name. In I just vain. don't remember that because these are all the okay. Catholic bullshit. Keep the Sabbath day holy. That's okay. four. That's more religious shit. You, you, I fucked up. Okay. Honor your father and your mother. Yeah, see, honor thy father mm-hmm. and thy mother is right. one. So I got four. Six, you shall not murder. Okay. Seven, you shall not commit adultery. That's oh, an adul- easy one. Ah, uh, see, I fucked up. There's adultery and covet thy neighbor's wife. There's not a covet thy neighbor's wife. We'll get to that. That's adultery? Oh. You That's shall a- not steal. You got okay. that one. Nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Like, if, if there's... Uh, a, a report somebody happens like he beats his wife you're not allowed to be a witness i don't know but yeah. 10 you shall not covet oh covet what i don't get it yeah Anything? man it's all it's fucking <laughs> bullshit it's all, all right. marbles in a frying pan so i don't really care it's just kind of but yeah, I mean that's generally a Catholic thing. It's not really a Christian, I it was a Christian thing. thing. I see. I mm. it always strikes me as like born again to do this shit. Yeah, with the commandments. Well, anyway, time to meet. It could be I, I a news no reporter idea. who who's breaking the story. Just imagine. Moses it. was Jewish, though, right? Yeah, of course. They're all Jewish, pretty much. Well, everybody was. Everybody, before. everybody <laughs> in the Christian Bible was Jewish. Yeah, great. Um, that but, should tell you something, folks. With this is psyop. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the Jews are responsible for Christianity. <laughs> yeah, and then turning their back on yeah. Christianity. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, imagine it, folks. A statue of Satan right here next to the Ten Commandments on the state capitol. Yeah, they just did it in Iowa. What's that? They just did it in Iowa. Well, we'll get to that. The statue will be a symbol of Satan as a goat. Another reporter. I want to show you what this is going to look like. Take a look here. It's a seven-foot-tall, goat-headed demon sitting on a throne with two children next to it. Baphomet. We're going to get to it. It also offers a lap that visitors can come sit on, says Lucian. <laughs> For a quarter. <laughs> you can have your picture taken with That's it. That's hilarious. So they submit the designs, and they're hoping construction's going to start real soon. Now, Crow says, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. This is not something we can, you know, have somebody come and rip down. Okay? We're doing this in bronze. We're going to make something beautiful. We're going to make something permanent. So we decided to raise money to make a gigantic satanic statue. And I have a friend who studied (laughs) traditional sculpting. Gigantic satanic. So he called him up and said, here's the deal. Uh, And he's like, you serious? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to clear my schedule for the next six months. I'll do this. So... Next, we see a montage of uh, a group of people, and they got their plaster out, and they're sculpting away, and they're going through various poses with the plaster, and then you see the little kids standing next to this devil person, and give me a little music, and I'll sing along to the song that comes playing. There's a call comes ringing o'er the restless waves, send the light, send the light. There are souls to rescue, there are souls to save. Send the light, send the light, send the light. The blessed gospel light, let it shine, let it shine. From shore to shore, from shore to shore, send the light, send the light. Send the light. 
forevermore. Not bad, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Apparently that was the song they did in Sunday school. I like our new little... Yeah, let us know. If, do you want uh, you want us to keep the new music, or should we go back to... We lost the music. We lost that music, guys. I don't know. I can't I'll see if I can get it back. All right. Anyway. I like this one. Crow says, you know, I was envisioning a goat head. Okay? I mean, everything you associate with Satanism. Lucian became involved at that point. And kind of codified it into an actual Baphomet. Mm-hmm. I never heard the term. Oh. What do you know about Baphomet, Dave? It's just the symbol of Satan. Well, give me a little Simpsons music, and I'll tell you what Baphomet's all about. Great. Okay, Baphomet <clears throat> was taken from a 19th century drawing of the Sabbatic goat. Now, since 1856, the name Baphomet has been associated with the Sabbatic goat which was an image drawn by Eliphas Levi, composed of binary elements representing the symbolization of the equilibrium of opposites. Okay? Half human, half animal, male and female, good and evil. Levi, Levi, Levi. That's a Jewish name, right? Oh, Isn't yeah. Levi a Jewish name? Sure. I didn't even think about that. Anyway, Levi's intention... So wait, is Levi supposed to be Jewish? Oh, you mean Anton LaVey? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, Levi's intention was to symbolize his concept of balance with Baphomet <clears throat> representing the goal of perfect social order. The goat on the front piece carries the sign of the pentagram on the forehead with one point at the top, which symbolized light, and his two hands forming the sign of occultism, the one pointing up to the white moon of Cheset. There you go. Now, the other hand yeah. points down to uh, the black one of mm-hmm. Geburug. Okay? Okay. This sign expresses the perfect harmony of mercy and justice. His one arm is female, the other male, like the ones of the Adrogene, like Adronogene, I think. Kunrath. Okay? That attributes of which we had to unite with those of our goat because he is one and the same symbol. The flame of intelligence shining between his horns is the magic light of the universal balance, the image of the soul elevated above matter as the flame, whilst being tied to matter, shines above it. The beast's head expresses the whore of the sinner whose materially acting, solely responsible part has to bear the punishment exclusively. The soul is insensitive according to its nature and can only suffer when it materializes. The rod standing instead of genitals symbolizes eternal life. The body covered with scales, the water, the semicircle above it, the atmosphere, the feathers following above, the volatile. Humanity is represented by the two beasts and the adrogen, adrogine, arms of the sphinx of the occult sciences. Baphomet is a deity that the Knights Templar were accused of worshiping that subsequently became incorporated into various occult and Western esoteric traditions. The name Baphomet appeared in trial transcripts for the Inquisition of the Knights Templar starting in 1307. Levi's depiction of Baphomet is similar to that of the devil, 
in early tarot and Levi's Baphomet is the source of the later tarot image of the devil in the writer weight design. I had no idea. I mm. thought it was just Satan shit. <clears throat> so the original Baphomet was all about, you know, yin and yang, good and evil. Yeah. Well, Nicholas says, I originally wanted bat wings, okay? But Baphomet doesn't have bat wings. It has angel wings. Mm. We decided Iggy Pop <clears throat> would be our basis for the torso. You've seen Iggy Pop's six-pack? Yeah. Pretty tight. And a real you, Baphomet. You do want to kiss the dude, don't you? <laughs> you want to kiss those abs. And a real Baphomet traditionally has breasts. But because we wanted to get this in front of the state capitol, we were worried that the breasts would hinder us from doing that. One of the things that I insist upon was having two children looking up. Well, we meet a pastor. Having little kids around this? Just ridiculous. Megan's back. Are we making a mockery of everything with regard to Christianity in this society? President of American Atheist David Silverman chimes in. And he says, you may not like Satanists. Guess what? Doesn't matter, Megan. Do, do you? Do you? Everybody is equal. I don't care. All religions are the same to me. So you think it's perfectly fine to put a satanic whatever message they're going to have up there? How crazy is that? Yes, I mean, you believe in an invisible man in the sky, too. You call him Satan, call him God. I don't care. Well, then we get another guy. He's from Hollow Axis. Uh, his name, excuse me, is Hollow Axis, and he is a TST member. We're going to start getting into their names, okay? <laughs> he said, I followed the Satanic Temple in the news when they had announced they were making the Baphomet statue. I thought it was genuinely inspired. Uh, another one was like, I got in just because I thought it was hilarious, well, we meet Eve Volgaris, and she was like, I was just blown away. Uh, Dietrich Von Doom, he says, these guys are super cool. They're my people. Uh, another one says, it's the best thing I've ever seen. I was like, holy shit. Sadie Satanis says, I saw this, and I was like, I want to be a part of this. Uh, another one's like, I donated 25 bucks, and then I said, hey, if you're ever in L.A. and you need some help, just hit me up. And then we meet America Darling Curl. She's a, a TST member out of Arizona. And she says, I think you're an incredible organization and I want to be involved. Well, J.D. Wexler, he says, from a constitutional law perspective, I'm really interested in the Satanic Temple because it's basically making these public bodies confront the real implications of their decisions to allow religion in the public square. Male reporter, he says... The government can't say you're a good religion or you're a bad religion. What? That's why you should not have religious artifacts on public property. Their figurehead is the Antichrist. They should be able to put the statue up and then, you know, be shot right next to it. Then we take it down. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> so violence is how we're going to deal with this? Yes. <laughs> You're advocating you damn right violence. <laughs> You're advocating violence against people with religious beliefs? It's one of those roundtable talking yeah. heads on Fox. Yeah. And then it just kind of tunes out. Well, Lucian says the Baphomet monument is far more than simply some middle finger to the evangelical right. Really? we were giving the Oklahoma government a civics lesson. It must be removed. That is the order on the Ten Commandments monument outside the state capitol. In a 7-2 to two vote by the Oklahoma Supreme Court, 
Megan's back. Well, a group of satanists is tonight claiming victory. Are, are you still pushing to have the goat with the horns and so on put up at the Capitol grounds? And Lucian's like, we don't want our monument there without the Ten Commandments there. The point is, we got to compliment and contrast the Ten Commandments and reaffirm that we live in a pluralistic nation that represents diversity and religious liberty. Headline, Satanic Temple looking for new home for Baphomet statue after the ruling. So let's go to London. Um, At this point, we see that the TST is growing, okay? Yeah. So Lucian's there. He's greeting people out in London. And Jax Blackmore, she says, people would write messages. How do we get involved? And, you know, I want to start my own chapter, you know, in my, my town. So I started my own chapter in Detroit. And the response was incredible. It was huge. Um, so many people got involved. And then we see that the satanic uh, temple is just booming. New York, Stockholm, Detroit, Chicago, Portland, Santa Cruz, you name it, Utah, it's everywhere, even Canada. So let's go to Santa Cruz and meet Sadie Satanis. She's having uh, people on the beach, they're hanging out. She's like, all right, friends, thanks for coming. I want to tell you uh, that we got some uh, new recruits today. This is Nick and Dell and Aaron. We got a lot of work to do. And I think Christian privilege is a huge problem in our country because it dictates our laws. And then uh, we start meeting more of these people and they're just like, look, I was just a curious person. And, you know, people are like, I was a loner. I'd go to bookstores by myself. One dude's like, I don't like to be involved in groups. And another's like, I'm just not a social person. And most of my interactions are online. Well, we meet Wonka, a TST member from Arizona. And uh, he says, it wasn't until I took the step to try and meet these people, that's when it all came together. And I was terrified that I was going to be in a bunch of people. And we're all going to go meet up at a church and like pull out spray paint cans and go kick over some graves. But everybody was amazing. And uh, <laughs> next we meet one of my favorite people. His name's Mason Hargett, wearing a bow tie. Typical nerd. And he's, now he's cool. It's like the Church of Satan made him cool. You know, yeah. Because I was, I was a Christian, and got I was some, a zealot. He finally got some pussy. <laughs> he got some satanic or some pussy dick or something. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah. But now he's like, you know, he's like, cool. Now his bow tie means something. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Dietrich von Doom says, "I used to teach Bible study." Dietrich, Dietrich von MF Doom. Yep. <laughs> um, and then we meet Michelle Short. She's from Arizona, and she says, the day I graduated confirmation, we're sitting in a church, and I was supposed to feel the Holy Spirit come in, and I'm just like, okay, well. <laughs> I, just, I just got horny instead. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> Time to meet. I just felt real horny. <laughs> Time to meet Lanzifer Loginus. Okay. He says, I was in the sixth grade. I went on a field trip to see Gandhi. And the next day, our, our history teacher said, you realize that in spite of all these great things that he did for his country, man, um, because he wasn't a Christian, uh, he's gonna, he went to hell. You realize that, right? Oh. And I'm like, really? This guy almost invented the idea of nonviolent protest, but since he's not a Christian, he's going to hell? And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> well, Wonka says, the thing inside me, it was just like, I want to be the opposite of what these people are. 
And that's when I started like looking for Satan everywhere. Um, so let's go to LA. It's uh, time to go drop, there. drop in on some Satanists. It's raining. Satanists. They're yeah. hanging out at a barbecue. You know, they're just having a good time. You know, nothing's going, nothing's crazy. You know, Stu DeHaan's there. Michelle Short. Dietrich Von Doom. You know, they're just having a good old time. And then they have their little meeting. Then they go to an underground rock club. And it's Headbangers Ball, bro. They're fucking getting down. Down. As we bring the satanic revolution to the world, we do indeed invoke Satan and all that he means to us. Join us in reciting Ava Santanas. Ava Satanas. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Ava Satanas. Ava Satanas. Hail Satan. <laughs> and Stu. Ava Satanas, man. <laughs> Stu DeHaan's like, I was just a member, you know, card carrying member. Yeah. And I, but I paid my dues. <laughs> Time after time. But I, I wanted to get involved. Yeah. You know, I had no real aspirations. But in the capital of Phoenix, there were these invocations of prayers before city council meetings. It's usually 100% Christian. And then every now and then, they'll throw another group to celebrate how diverse they are. Well, Michelle, she says, I was a nobody. I was kind of, you know, I'm just, I'm just hanging out in the background and supporting online. And then... I was interested in helping out. And Stu was like, Michelle was a radio personality at the time. I was an attorney. And the first... <coughs> One sec. <coughs> Jesus, what the fuck was that? <laughs> you got my, a little Satan in you yourself? My throat. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Are you dying? I just had a little fucking... Fucking Baphomet in your ass. A little cock in my throat. All right. Well, Stu... Um, he says, you know, Michelle's a radio personality and I'm an attorney. And the first thing we did is we wrote an email to the city of the, uh, Phoenix, uh, and the clerk, we got a hold of the clerk and we're like, Hey, uh, we see you have this invocation program on a rotating basis. Uh, can we get on the list? And we got a response and they're like, okay, here's your date. A lot of people talking about the Satanic Temple in Tucson set to give an invocation at the Phoenix City Council meeting coming up next month. People, uh, Stu says, people that were interviewing us were bringing holy water with them. And it's insanity at this point. And Michelle and I are like, what did we do? And then we find out, the, na the neighborhood finds out that they're going to give their Satanic prayer before the City Council meeting. And the town loses their shit. They're like, you wouldn't let ISIS come down there and give us a prayer now, would you? Are you are you comparing these guys to ISIS? Well, ISIS is evil. What is Satan? Well, we get to the city council meeting, and uh, Jim Waring of District 2, he says, I'd like to make a motion to change the practice of relo uh, relating uh, to invocations, and those chosen to give the invocation be residents of the city of Phoenix. Uh, that's okay to do that. That's constitutional to change it, but what we couldn't do is apply it retroactively in this case. That would be an unconstitutional suppression of a minority religious viewpoint, which is in contravention of the First Amendment of the United States. Well, Stu says, we knew that uh, they were going to have meetings, but we decided at the end that it was too dangerous for us to go. I mean, people were threatening to murder us and people were threatening to shoot us 
uh, as we walked up to the steps. So at that point, we realized it wasn't worth it, and uh, it was streaming live, so we just watched in horror. We cannot stand by while a hate group stands up and gives your invocation. Okay? It's our goal to shut down their agenda, which is to bring death and destruction to Phoenix. Hey, man, we take a pledge of allegiance, all right? It's one nation under God. That's not in there by mistake. This other guy gets up. He's great. He goes, how many people actually have a dollar bill or a piece of money in their wallet or their pocket? He pulls out a 20. He's like, I do believe it says in God we trust. Oh, <laughs> drops the mic. Brings the house oh, down. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. He's just crushing it. So are we invoking still the blessings of God on our state and our city? Are we invoking the curses of the deity spoken of that they serve as Satan? Okay. It's old lady. She's like barely can speak English. There are too many curses, too many curses on our lands, and we don't need no more curses. And the child will be born. (sighs) Do we want God in this room or don't we? Don't mock God. (laughs) We want to lift them up in the name of Jesus. There is no other name in heaven on earth whereby a man must be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's get that straight. Make no mistake about it. Jesus is the way. City Council dude, he's like, okay, um, let's just take a brief pause. We got a lot of a lot of stuff to get through today. Well, big news incoming, Dave. We hear a male reporter in a matter of one week, a decades-old tradition of public prayer before the city of Phoenix council meetings was history. In its place, a moment of silent public prayer. So they basically threw away their 60-year-old tradition of prayer before a meeting because they didn't want these Satanists coming up and speaking about the hallelujah <clears throat> goat. Good. Okay. So Separation of church and state. You got to admire what they're about. Separation. This, I thought this was, Doc was going to go in a different way. Well, let's go to Little Rock. The Satanists are so good. We, uh, a male reporter, he's, uh, he's on the tube, and he says, the bill today allowing a monument of the Ten Commandments to be placed at the state capitol was filed by Senator Jason Rapert. Poor guy's fucking name is Rapert, bro. Senator Jason Rapert says the monument isn't meant to be religious, rather a testament to what he calls the Your historical... <laughs> I was just living up to my name. (laughs) (laughs) Historical moral foundation of the law. Well, we meet Rapert, bro. And he's exactly what you'd think he is. These references are woven into the fabric of our society. We are one nation under God. Our national motto is in God we trust. It's time for our country to remind ourselves of really those things that were important to us, that were universal to us. Well, Mason, he's uh, the cool dude now that he's in the Satanic yeah. Church. He said, Bowtie. Huh? Yeah, I'm a taxpaying member of the state of Arkansas, 
And those are my capital grounds. And I don't want it there. Um, I would say I was a little zesty atheist. Oh, boy. And I happened to go to the American <laughs> Atheist rally in Memphis. Let me just say something real quick. Uh-huh. When you live in Arkansas, uh-huh. don't use the word zesty. <laughs> one of the presenters... Just want to get your ass beat. ...was a man named Lucian Greaves. And he proceeds to give an entire presentation on how they took a Ten Commandments monument down in Oklahoma. And I was like, I got to get talking to this guy. Monuments to both the Ten Commandments and Satan could soon find a home on the grounds near the Arkansas State Capitol. Today, the subcommittee of the Capitol Arts and Grounds Commission held meetings to review the proposed monuments. Another reporter, the American History and Heritage Foundation wants a Ten Commandments monument. Well, the Satanic Temple wants a statue of Baphomet. Well, we see them in a meeting. It's closed doors. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands for, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, first up, uh, thank you. Uh, is it uh, Mr. Lucia Graves? Is he here? Did I, did I pronounce that right? Is it Graves? Is it Graves or Greaves? It, oh, it's Greaves. I apologize. Uh, Mr. Subcommittee member, here we go. Um, this is Lucian. Here's a more recent picture of our monument. He's got the plans. They're all drawn up. Beautiful colorized photos. Uh, everything's to scale. He's like, uh, it's uh, eight feet high, six inches uh, in height. Uh, wide uh, Width at the base of the throne, uh, around 37 inches. Um, back to the throne is 46 and a half. Widest point at the top of the wings is 55. You have any questions? And then you see all these fucking Okies looking at this, and they their eye, their jaws just drop to the ground. <laughs> well, what, what, what are you memorializing? <laughs> What's your monument to? Well, we think that our monument celebrates and commemorates what it makes uh, America great, and in our case, we believe that's uh, religious liberty. Uh, and you mentioned earlier. That if the Ten Commandments monument don't go up, that you would withdraw your request? Well, that's correct. Uh, What we're trying to avoid is appearance of one religious viewpoint, um, co-opting power uh, and the authority of a governmental institution. We feel that uh, this is unconstitutional, and just as none of uh, the Ten Commandments are cited within the Constitution— or in any of uh, your state laws, uh, the principles of this kind of religious equality and government viewpoint neutrality is enshrined in the Constitution. Well, Rapert, he says, American jurisprudence based a lot, a lot of our laws on the Ten Commandments. Uh, You'll find this in the writings of our founding fathers. Well, Kevin Cruz, he's a professor of history, he says, for most historians, the question, was America founded as a Christian nation? It's a pretty straightforward answer. The record is quite clear that we were not. You can look at it in the U.S. Constitution. The only mentions of religion or God in the Constitution, in fact, are the ones that keep religion away from the state. And if you look at the 1950s, you can see a lot of the trappings that Americans point to today as proof their nation is a Christian nation were invented. Now, at this point, we see black and white footage from Billy Graham, 
And it, this is clearly in the 50s. And he's preaching on a capital. Many people will say, what is hell? Hell is separation from God. And we see in the 50s the origins of what we might term as uh, an evangelical lobby. And Billy Graham tells Americans that communism was directed by Satan. We thought we could get along without God. We thought we could get along without a moral standard. We thought we could get along without the Ten Commandments and the Sermon on the Mount. And we're beginning to wake up to the fact we can't. Jesus said, except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. Repent. Well, the country just learned that the Soviet Union had an atomic bomb at the time. And Graham is warning that Armageddon is on the horizon unless America rediscovered its religious roots. If it doesn't, it's going to be destroyed. And Americans went to war with the godless communists of the Soviet Union. Americans discovered God in themselves. So this is a remarkable moment when the nation really does start to think of itself as Christian. It's just the span of a few years when under God, is added to the Pledge of Allegiance. That's wild, man. I had no idea that they just threw that one in there on us. Yeah, I didn't know that either. At the same time, they altered the money system and write, in God we trust, on the currency. And it became the nation's motto. For most Americans, these ceremonies and slogans mattered more than anything that was literally written in the Constitution because there were the things... They said day in and day out, you know, their kids said the pledge. They saw it on their money. It, you know, it's all over the world. And that's when it became an integral part of who Americans were. So that's, that's crazy that this is not a part of our Constitution. And it just happened in the 1950s. And I didn't have a chance to really research this. But how do you just one day have a piece of money? You know, probably, I mean, how long has that all-seeing eye been on there? That's been there forever, right? I guess so, yeah. E pluribus unum. Yeah, you throw in the Latin shit. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. But then one day, you, somebody slides you a $5 bill, you know, and change, and you're like, oh, and God, we trust. Did we vote on this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you want to talk about a PSYOP, Federal, Federal Reserve, doggy. They can do whatever the fuck they want. You want to talk about a PSYOP. They ain't part of the country. I think the PSYOP is clear mm -hmm. in that... To get the evangelical vote, okay, on the Republican side, mm -hmm. we're just going to start putting this on your money, and subconsciously you're yeah. going to realize Good. it's there's only one side yeah. to vote Stupid. for. So that's Everybody a psyop. For it. Go go study that psyop, mm -hmm. okay? Well, <clears throat> victory today for the placement of a satanic monument on state grounds, Capitol. That's right. The proposal is deemed sufficient by the Capital Arts and Grounds Commission. But now comes the hurdle of getting the statue approved by the legislature. Well, Rapert, he says, It'll be a very cold day in hell. Cold day in the pits of hell before you'll ever see a statue of the Satanic Temple or some other group like that on our Arkansas Capitol. 
Well, for Greaves, it's a monumental task ahead, stirring up what would be a controversy of biblical proportions on the Arkansas State Capitol grounds. I see what she did there. Do you see what she did there? No. <laughs> a monumental task? Oh, got it. It's pretty weak. Um, a female interviewer asked, do you think... That I always people- thought that the Redskins should change their name to the Washington Monuments. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, female interviewer, she pipes in and she says, do you think that most people think you're kidding or that most people think you're evil? And Jess Blackmore says, you know, it's really interesting because people who don't understand the value and concepts of Satanism are so ingrained in this Judeo-Christian concept of good versus evil. Of course, why would anybody claim to embrace evil? But we're not doing that. Well, next we see some protesters at a high school. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The bagpipes have just started playing once again. This is all happening because the newly formed after-school Satan Club is holding an open house. Organizers say the after-school Satan Club is designed to counter after-school Christian clubs holding meetings inside public schools. Did you have these when you were growing up? Yeah. Yeah, because we had them in high school. You could take a class. And I forget what it was called, but it was clearly a religious class. But it wasn't like you were studying the religion. It was like the religion was the class. Do you know what I mean? Like you hung out with people and you did activities. They planned things, but they were all religious themed. Do you know what I mean? Sort of. I, I Yeah. So their, sort of. their answer to this is let's get these kids while they're young and start an after-school Satan club, yeah, nice. <laughs> which is a pretty brilliant idea. So organizers say the after-school Satan club is designed to counter uh, after-school Christian clubs holding meetings inside public schools. The Satanic Temple says that the club is meant to broaden the mindset of students through critical thinking skills. Well, at this point, we see a five-year-old with a Satanic coloring book. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> He's just like... Crazy. You only need two crayons for this one, black and red. <laughs> well, a mom walks into the meeting and she's like, you know, I understand you guys don't want to follow the status quo religion. That's fine. What you guys do is on your own time. It's your business. But if you really want to help the community, then go help the community. Well, we see Jess Blackmore and she's wearing an after school Satan t-shirt. And, you know, it's like, it's got these kids around like a table, you know, and they're like happy and they're literally learning about Satan. Yeah. Okay. So how are you guys going to help the community is Satanist? And Jess is like, well, we have been. And, you know, she's like cleaning up a Play-Doh station that the kids were building yeah. like statues of Bathroom. As you could think, as you can see, we use a lot of red Play-Doh around yeah. here. Yeah, she's like, we're, we're doing all that. We're just providing an alternate viewpoint, you know, uh, as she takes an arrow out of a kid's back. <laughs> an opportunity for kids to have an understanding that, you know, there's different ways of looking at the world. 
after she's like literally removing glued horns off the kid's bed. I'm exaggerating, but obviously you get the point. That's fine, but you're not the parents. Why don't you go do this at your own kid's school? You guys are horrible people. You scared an entire school district. You frightened our community. I hope that falls in line with your guise of enlightenment and prosperity. Well, Lucian says, when people ask what kind of child would want to be involved in a club like this, the answer is this. All of them. I was that child. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, just more, because uh, we're going to wrap up here, but the, the Satanic Children is called... The Satan or the book is called the Satanic Children's Big Book of Activities. Oh, okay. There's four white kids on the cover, and there's a. But blonde. you can color them to whatever color you want. Oh, of course, red. Well, red or black. There's a blonde boy wearing a shirt, and it's got a goat head on it. And there's a little brunette girl wearing a pentagram tee, and they're at the front and center, and they're smiling and holding hands. And then there's a fat kid, and he's got an exposed belly that stands behind into the side of the boy uh, who's tall and skinny and pale uh, next to uh, another girl who's definitely awkward looking. So we, we went on a little bit uh, longer than usual as far as detours are concerned, but um, I thought that the historical aspect was fascinating, especially with the founding of Satan, because I literally thought Satan had been around forever as far as the Satan that we know. No. I never heard of Baphomet. Oh, man, all this shit's new, bro. Because it's all new. Because? Well, we'll have to find out next time. We're down <laughs> the docks. <laughs> uh, guys, we apologize again for uh, disappearing on you for a week and a half. Cali Rip streak is over, but I didn't want to get the 19 from Dave. And Dave, we're glad to have you back. A lot of people were worried that you were actually going to be replaced, and I had to explain to them you were just sick with the 19. So we're glad you're back and healthy. Uh, as always, guys, if you want to help out, please join the Discord. Um, and then also, if you're on the social meds, find us on Twitter, find us on Instagram. And if you're not, dude, I get it. I hate being on there as well. But if you are a little bit more underground and have a doc to suggest, drop it in the Discord. And if you're not in the Discord, just go ahead and send us an email at downonthedocs at gmail.com. That's it. And we will be back with part two of Hail Satan next week. And we can't wait to be back. Good to be back. Have fun and have a great week.